Well, guys, the last 15 or 16 months, David and I have been sleeping around. (laughs) And by sleeping around, I mean in many, many, many different beds, Airbnbs, hotels, seasonal rentals, all in the weight of the home that we have finally moved into here, here in Texas. And man, I thought I would have so much peace once we were here. And I just don't, I don't have any peace. I mean, I have this restlessness and it has me questioning so many different things. And I just want to be real and vulnerable to with you because I feel like there's so many things that get celebrated these days. And, you know, there's reels and Instagram and everyone's talking about how we celebrate people for success and, you know, even taking breaks and celebrate people for big wins and, you know, finally getting to, you know, the finish line. And I'm like, what about the seasons that people don't talk about? Now, I'm not talking about summer, spring, winter, fall. I'm talking about the seasons of rest, victory, and laboring. We're going to get right to it here on the Turned On Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Turned On Podcast. I'm Angelique Nori, and my husband David and I have made it our mission to break the darkness by flipping the switch on the four most important areas of your life in health, relationships, business, and in faith. And sometimes the light in the world and in your life can go dim, either from the intrusion of technology or simply because society is so driven by instant gratification. It's our mission to help people see that we're hardwired for connection and that the best things in life come when we turn on the light to see with new eyes the opportunity that exists just a flip away. So if you're ready to stir your spirit, open your eyes, and profit in all areas of your life, then let's get turned on. Here we go. Well, 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 it is me. I am solo today and I feel like I just kind of have to unload. Like I just, I just kind of let some things out here and, you know, I don't have anything written down. It's, it's not going to be a podcast where I'm going to give you a million takeaways and there's a list, you know, the world tells us that we need, you know, this type of structure and we need to show the roadmap and success. We know what this podcast today is just going to be me and you. I'm just going to be talking to you. I'm going to share what's on my heart. I'm going to share how I've been feeling. I'm going to share um, how my seasons have shifted. I'm going to share a little bit about how my heart has changed over the years. And it's humbling. It's humbling. It's not only humbling, but it's like there's a there's a courageousness in it as well that I haven't quite tapped into yet. Like once I get called out of the humility there's, it's going to take an immense amount of courage into a new season. And I just don't know what that looks like yet. And that's the scary part. That's where trust in God and just having the Holy Spirit you know, guide you is, is really key. So, you know, we're unpacking this house and um, guys, we still, we still have a storage unit back in, in, in Tennessee, like a full storage unit. And our house is completely full here in Texas. So I'm like, I don't know what's in that storage unit, but I know I probably don't need it. And the stuff that I do need, you know, how the heck are we going to get it here? And what are we going to put it in? Like, it's just unbelievable. So, you know, we were unpacking and um, I know this is, you know, David's not here. So I want to honor the absent, but the man has an ungodly amount of shoes, an ungodly amount of shoes. 
And we just need to get vulnerable with you. And, and I, I have quite a few as well. And a lot of dresses from events and things of that nature because of kind of the lifestyle that uh, we were in. And I don't know if it's COVID and all things that became more important to us when the world got weird. Um, but none of this stuff matters anymore. Like, I mean, Salvation Army is going to have a really good quarter because we just gave them so much stuff. And then I have boxes and boxes of stuff to also take to things like consignment stores. And then that's not even the whole, the whole gamut. Like there is piles of um, organized shoes that we still have to go through for David. And we're thinking, this is embarrassing. This is embarrassing that we have this kind of stuff. And now don't get me wrong. We like nice things. You know, we just moved into a beautiful home. Again, I don't, I'm not feeling peaceful here yet. This is really kind of driving me crazy too, maybe for a different podcast. But um, it, it's just, we like nice things, but it doesn't, it doesn't define us. We're not, we're not the Instagram couple that we need, you know, to everything be picture perfect and walk around with our hair done all the time. And I'm sipping, you know, champagne on a boat. Like I just, just not who I am. You know, I'm like, I'm actually even compliment, you know, contemplating getting a minivan right now. Really? Like that, that would have never, ever, ever, ever crossed my mind a few years ago. We were a family of five. Now we have a dog. We got, we get on the road a lot and it's just like minivan just sounds convenient, you know? And, um, I just feel like I've changed so much. I remember there was a time when Gosh, you know, I've I've never been the boss babe type. I got to tell you, I've I've never been the boss babe type. But I did have a brand long before, you know, there was uh, turned on in my solutions coaching. Uh, there was Lady Boss, and and I was her. I mean, I was the Lady Boss. That was my brand. For those of you that I've followed for a long time, you might remember. For those of you um, that haven't, you're welcome lady boss again. And I just was, I kind of had this masculine energy about me, um, which I still carry with me because I had to, I was an only child and, you know, I, I had to live really tough in a broken home and meaning tough. Like I had to really just take my losses on the chin all the time and rise up and beat the odds. And so that, you know, that was to my advantage and a lot of times in life, but also to in a disadvantage, you know, like I've, I've done a lot of softening over the years, but the reason I'm sharing this with you is there was a time when, my work was so important. Like my career was so important. Making the most money was so important to the point where I would almost look down upon other moms that didn't do anything else but stay at home as a mom. And man, that just, I'm like embarrassed saying that on here. But I remember seeing like friends of friends of mine on social media post pictures of um, when they would, you know, iron all of their kids' clothes and hang them up and organize them. And I was like, oh my gosh, really? That's what you're doing with your time? That's what you're doing with your time? And I used to think it was like this, you know, a, a horrible, colossal waste of time. Like, where's your purpose? How, you know, how dare you sleep on your purpose? And now I look back and I want to smack that woman and say, that's the most important job on the planet. Being a mother, especially now, is the most important job on the planet. Like that's the that's the biggest investment I could make right now of my time, of my energy, 
you know, m- money and ROI and all of that. I, I, I love talking about business. It's, I would call it a gift, you know, that I, I have to see business a certain way. And I'm, I'm good with numbers and um, I appreciate strategy. Like I, I love, love being strategic. I like, I like smart marketing for identity. Um, but I, I'm, I'm at the season now where I look back and I think to myself, I can't believe the thoughts like that actually ran through my mind. And I'm in this time now where I have three beautiful girls. I'm going to get emotional today. <laughs> um, ten, uh, one will be seven, and Noah, who will be two in July. And it's the most important time of their life. It's the most important job I have. It's the greatest investment I can make. And I'm just in a different season. And I don't know what that season is yet. I I don't know if you're calling if I'm calling it a rest because I'm certainly not resting. I'm working my tail off, you know, as a mom. I'm working my tail off uh keeping this home together. I'm working my tail off, you know, managing teams and uh, trying to build other businesses as well and and look for different revenue streams because that's what God calls us to do. Um, but I don't know what this season is. I I feel like it's a laboring of some sort, you know, because I wouldn't call it victory right now. Like in victory, you're you can kind of look back. You you look back at uh, all of your hard work, and I've been in seasons of victory before, and it's sweet. You know, it is sweet. Things are going well. You. You just, you know, you worked hard, you're feeling the rewards, you're seeing the benefit, it's just the ROI is there. And right now I just feel like I'm in this laboring and it's an intense laboring that's been kind of going on for the last couple of years. Um, it's the it's the same laboring that made us pivot out of a company. It's the same laboring that put us into a whole new world of social retail. It's the laboring that has put us into creating. It's the laboring that David just went through Um writing his second book in the last two years. Uh, It's the laboring of this podcast. It's the laboring of moving out of one state and into another. And I'm just kind of waiting for the birth. I'm like, all right, yeah, here, here we go. Like, shouldn't the kid be here now? Like, shouldn't we be able to see the reward? Shouldn't the victory be here now? And it's just, it's just not. So this is the season that I really wanted to say to so many people and women, especially like, I see you. You know, I, I see you right now. You're doing the kind of work where nobody's cheering. You know, it's it's the kind of work that doesn't get celebrated on Instagram. It's the kind of work that you don't make a lot of reels about. It's the kind of work that people don't see. It's the kind of work that we don't get paid for. It's the kind of work that's thankless. But I, I see you. Like, for the first time in my life, I really see you. And like I said, I'm embarrassed to say that, but it took... It took years of victory and chasing and schmoozing and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A hustling and grinding. It took years of that um, and the rewards that came with it for me to realize that not only is rest and Sabbath sacred, but there's the laboring of it. That the laboring is not the same as the hustling. Do you see what I'm saying? Like the hustle is is intentional. It's planned. You do it because Gary Vee said to do it and you do it till your eyes bleed. And, and I believe in that work. But there's sometimes there's a laboring that happens in 
in the thick of it all where you, it's just, it's on you. Like it is, it is on you. You're not planning it. You're not putting it on your calendar. You know, it is just on you. you your kids demand it from you. Your spouse demands it from you. The world is demanding it from you. Your emotions are feeling it all. And it's like this process that nobody thinks about. And sometimes you think something's wrong with you when you're in it. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. You're, you're laboring and you think something's wrong with you because you're not in a period of peace where you're resting and you're basking in the peace and you're not in a period of celebrating from the victory. You're, you're just, you are laboring. It's different than a grind. It is different than a hustle because, listen, I've done the hustle and the grind and it costed me. It costed me as much as I always had my kids home and as much as I was able to be there to usher both my parents out of this world, the hustle costed me. And it costed me because I had a nanny that did things for my daughters when I could have been doing them, right? Now, mind you, I was in empire building mode. Nothing wrong with that but it still costed me some time that maybe I won't get back. That doesn't mean that I wasn't there to witness it or I wasn't there with them. It's just that, did I, did I need it? Maybe I did, but right now I, f- I feel like I missed it and that's okay. What about when my mom was sick? Okay. I was there. I was, I, I was in it with her in that battle for years, and then towards the end, it was intense, really, really, really intense and long and painful. But there was, there was also traveling in between. Like when, when she was really sick, I had to go to different uh, trips. I had to go on different incentive trips. I earned them. I earned that reward. I had to go to weddings. I had to go uh, to speak. I had to go do these you know, calls or seminars or events. And you're just like, wow, what, what, what did it cost me that I can't get back? What did that cost me? So you see, we choose a hustle and a grind. We choose the, the schmoozing. We choose the engagement. We choose the get in the right rooms. We, good, good Lord. I'm again, I'm not pleased I'm not knocking the hustle. I'm not knocking the grind. I'm not ta- talking about, you know, up-leveling your life and being in the right rooms. But at what cost? At what cost? So right now, I feel like the Lord has put me in labor. And he's like, you're going to you're going to go through something and I, and it's going to feel like it's never ending when you're in it. And you're going to have to trust my process. You're going to have to trust my provision. You're going to have to feel moments of no peace. You're going to have to feel moments of the laboring. You have to feel the contractions. And the contractions are going to come, and there's still not going to be a victory on the other end of it right away. And I can't understand why he's doing it. I don't know what, what the reason is, but I know that I have to stick in it. I have to stick with it. I have to, I have to honor it. And it looks different every day. It's one of those things I can't really plan. But what I can do, okay, what I can do is honor 
the divine order. I, I can honor my body. I can honor my, my prayer life. I can honor my children. I can honor my husband. I can honor my business. But I have to, you know, I have to remember that the, that in a time of laboring, in a season of laboring, it's not going to be, you know, the things that people write about. <laughs> it's not going to be the things that I can do a reel about and and be cute. You know, again, that doesn't mean that I couldn't get creative and try to make something entertaining around it and give you a, a laugh or two, but. By the same token, we need to remember that this time of laboring is an opportunity for us to to sit back, okay, and ask, okay, God, what what is this? Like, where are you taking me? What are we birthing together? Where do you need me the most? How how can I press in and lean into the highest calling that you've called me to yet? And the thing is, it's like, it's it's a it's different than the chase. It's different than the chasing your dreams to make them a reality. It is it is this waiting game. It's this tug of war. It's this wrestling match with God. And what I will tell you is that when we chase and we grind and we we hustle, we have a tendency to neglect aspects of our lives that truly matter in order to hit like those six and seven figures that the Graham's always talking about. Okay, we're not called to neglect that because. Of all the sacrifices, I think our family takes the biggest hit when we do that. Our loved ones take the biggest hit. It's important to have a supportive quarter, okay, especially when it comes to being, you know, an entrepreneur, a business owner, or someone that's trying to to make it happen. But constantly putting your family on the back burner for work will surely catch up with you. Okay. Now I'm not saying I ever put my family on the back burner, but I know people that listen to this that do. I know people that that are. I know people that it's cost them their marriage. And there have been so many times of mom guilt where my kids want to play and I mommy had to work, you know, because I chose the grind. I chose that. And that was my sacrifice, right? That's what they tell you, oh, sacrifice now so that you can um, so you don't have to sacrifice later. That's you know, come on. Like once you're in it, you're in it for the long haul. No one's sitting back and resting for the rest of their life. Those ninety day game plans, there's a day ninety one. You know, there's those three year bursts, there's a fourth year. Like who are we kidding? Especially once once it's in your blood, that's what you do. So what do we do about this this laboring season? When you don't know what's next, like right now, that's where I'm at. You know, David kind of asked me the other day, he's like, well, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I don't even know, you know, because I, there's, there's things that there's other things that I know I want to do, but right now I just don't have an answer. And it's because I'm laboring. I don't know what that looks like just yet, but I know what I need to do. I know what I have to do. I know what I'm called to steward. And I'm called to steward the things that are a part of the divine order that I've talked about over and over again. Your health. Your health cannot be on the back burner anymore. I can't just sit and snack at my computer all day. <laughs> you know, I can't I can't skip the gym anymore. You know, we don't I don't have uh, uh we're we're in a stable environment, at least for now. <laughs> um where I can go start scheduling that stuff. I can make that 
time important to me again. I can say that this is a priority. And what I mean is like, I used to, I used to like lift for a living, you know, that was, that was a really big part of my life. And now while I was still active and I still take care of myself and I still, um, eat healthy things and nourish my body, um, it hasn't been as big of a priority as it once was in my life where it was like, it was on the calendar and I was grinding. Like I was grinding, I was choosing that life um, very differently than I choose it now with three children. Like it just looks different. So we remember honor that season we're in, but we have to now decide as we're in the laboring, what we do to make sure that these things never, never fall by the wayside again. Because there's a, there was a time when, the hustle for for the um, the career, you know, the hustle for the 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 figure, you know, six and seven figure victories cost me my physical health, not my physique, my physical health. It cost me that. Never again. <laughs> so a season of laboring teaches me that it teaches me what's really important, and of course my faith, like my faith never waned in those moments, but there's in all full vulnerability, transparency, and honesty. I don't think I can talk to one entrepreneur, one faith-based entrepreneur that doesn't have moments where they feel so chaotic because they're chasing and they're, they're working so hard that they've spent more time on their computer than they have with the Lord. When we make our our politics, our pain points, our even our quote unquote purpose more important than Jesus, we've we've sacrificed something and it costs us too much. So I'm I'm in a season of laboring now where that that has and needs a different type of attention. Because I gotta listen even more intuitively. I've gotta be really, really present. In, in this labor, I, you know, because when you're laboring, women especially, when you're in labor, tell me that there's nothing in the world that can make you more present than you are right then. Present to your to your body, present to, to God, present to the pain, present, like you're just, you are, you can't be out, out of your mind at that moment because you, you're so far in it, in that present moment that nothing, you know, could take you away. Your home. When my, my home is in disarray right now in in a number of ways, like we've got a lot put away. But I was telling David this morning, I was like, man, when I see stuff like out, that's out of place or stuff on the floor or stuff on the counters, you know, he'll think I'm crazy, but I'm sure there's men on here that, that can um, identify with this. That anything that's stuff that's visible that doesn't belong uh, to me, is a physical manifestation, an indicator or reminder of what's out of place in my life. Now, you might think that's crazy because you're like, oh, come on, it's just laundry. Yes, it is. But how long has it been sitting there? Right? How, how many people have passed by it that didn't take responsibility in helping? that haven't held themselves accountable to a higher standard by pitching in. What kind of resentment does that bring up for you? 
See, anything that is physically in front of us in our environment, it again, is just a giant reminder of other things that we avoid, tolerate, dismiss, walk over, <laughs> right? So that's why to me, when my home feels like it's in, in disarray, it's because I'm, I'm too busy I'm too busy spending time on something else that I'm that I will that I say is more important. You know, and it and it made me sacrifice a peaceful environment. Now, your environment is stronger than your willpower. So, if you again, you can download Divine Order on our website turned on website um for free. And there's an audio that goes with it and I talk you through it. And I love talking about this. But when our environment is in disarray, it is, it's the same indicator that there's chaos in a formless void before God brought order to the world and the universe, right? So when your environment is in disarray, good luck finding, quote unquote, the balance that the world tells you to find. So our environment is really, really important and it's stronger than our willpower. It'll, it will rip you out of routine. It will rip you out of a sound mind. It will rip you out of peace when your home is in disarray. So I don't want to sacrifice that anymore. I don't want to sacrifice it for the grind. I don't want to sacrifice it for the hustle. I want peace. Now, do I need help? Yeah. Will I, will I hire someone to help me keep things in order, you know, uh, a couple times a month? For sure. Because it's a big house and we've got a lot to do and I can't do it by myself. But that doesn't mean that uh, we should live in daily chaos. So if you feel like you're living in daily chaos and you're wondering why you're not productive or you're wondering why you feel no peace at all, that, that could be an indicator. You might be sacrificing something because uh, you're, you're too heavy-handed in a different area. So here's the reason why I wanted to share this with you. You know, like I said, I, I didn't have notes. I'm not, this was not a podcast for you to have a million takeaways. It was, it's more about like, I see you, I feel you. I, I, I'm experiencing things um, in my life right now. And and I experience the world right now, the way many people are experiencing it. It's it's in chaos. It feels weird. It gets weirder every day. You know, I, I just feel like there's nothing more important right now than me to be stewarding my, my home, my health, my children and my marriage. Um, Because I, I don't, I don't trust anybody having their best interest more than I do. Um, but it's still a time of laboring and it's not rest. It's not victory. It's like this, it's the middle, you know, and, and you're in the middle of, of this storm. You're in the middle of God, what comes after this? Like when, once the labor pains stop, where are you taking me? What's next? Is it good? Is it bad? Are we indifferent? What is it? And we just don't know. So I just want to honor you right now because this is a time where I really have to honor myself. And as we labor together, we look for we look for the victory, but we have to know again that our victory is in is in Christ, but our victory also comes through understanding our identity. So if you're really struggling right now, like I, I'm struggling, like I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm struggling with, with the laboring, but, but my identity is pretty, pretty spot on. 
Like I, that, I do not waver in my identity. So there's not something that's going to come knock on my door or an opportunity that's going to come my way um, or an influencer that is going to change my mind. Like it, there's not an, there's nothing that will shake me from my identity. Now I might have a moment of what if, or just in my flesh, you know, either compare or consider, but I will never, ever, ever waver from my identity because it is my identity is in Christ. That is who my my spiritual father is, and that's a very different father and mother. For instance, you know that's very different than my parents on earth. Like we all take characteristics, we all take habits, we all take patterns, we all take generational stuff from our physical, like you know, heretical bloodline. But when it comes to a spiritual growth, we are called much higher. And if you aren't clear on that identity, it will affect everything. It'll affect how you take care of your body. It'll affect how you interact with your spouse. It'll affect how you interact with your children. It will affect your business. And that's why I love to teach identity marketing. You know, that's why I love, uh, you know, to talk about marriage and identity in marriage and how we come together and the well that we drink from in order to make sure that we are our whole self in that relationship. And it also has to do with how we raise our children and teach them the same thing. But right now I'm laboring (laughs) and in that labor, you know what? I might know who I am, but I'm going to have my moments where I'm scratching and clawing and crying and yelling and screaming, maybe not literally, but it's what it feels like, you know, it's what it feels like. No one's cheering you on. I'm not posting about it. (laughs) <laughs> and it's not because I don't want to be vulnerable. It's because I don't have the bandwidth to, you know, I've been doing this for the last 29 minutes with you here. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, what did any of this make sense? Did this land for you? All I know is that I have to get it out. And it's my, it's a way of expressing myself in a way of saying, gosh, I hope I'm not the only one. And if I'm not the only one, and this struck a chord with you, and if, and if you're in a season of laboring and you don't know what's next, I just want you to know you're seen. It's okay. And if you can remember anything, always remember your identity and who it is in and whose blood runs through your veins and why no... No lady boss or boss babe or anything else is going to call you higher, okay, than Christ himself. Nobody. So we need to kind of stop. We need to stop that worldly measuring stick. And we need to ask ourselves, where is he calling me to? What? stage of what season of life is he is he taking me through right now who is next inside of me that he has he's pulling me toward that I haven't met yet because I'll tell you what I look back at the women that I was a woman I was you know five six seven eight nine even ten years ago or more and I honor her but I'm not her anymore she's a part of me but she's not all of me. We can 
learn from her. We can pull wisdom from her. We could even take parts of her with us. But who I was then, if I'm growing in Christ, is not who I am now. And that's part of the labor. And when you're in a a season of labor, it's going to suck a little. But I promise you, I promise you, and this is a promise for myself too, there's not a person in the flesh on the planet that's going to call me to, to where I'm going next, that's going to help me through this the way that, that an honor with my relationship with Christ will. And I'm just, I'm calling you to, to that woman too. And if you're a guy listening to this, I'm calling you to that man. Like we all need a man and woman up right now when we're in a season of laboring and trust there's a process and a provision that we can't see and that it requires faith, which is the evidence and the things that we cannot see. And it really can stink. But there's, there, was, there will be victory. He's not going to call you to labor forever. There will be victory. And whatever that looks like for you might be different than what it looks like for me. And my season of laboring might be longer or shorter than yours. Who the heck knows? I don't know. But if you're in it right now with me, I, I just honor you. I see you. I love you. And I appreciate you. And I think that we need to make sure that we, we remember this and not try to rush it every time. You know? Like, there's not an epidural for it. There's no Pitocin. Don't come breaking my water. Like, we have to honor the natural process that it takes to go through. And the reward is going to be beautiful, just like your children if you have them. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for, for hanging out with me today and for letting me be vulnerable um, and get a little bit of emotional with you. But um, if this hit home with you, if it struck a chord, share it, write a review, send it to somebody that you love. Send it to somebody that's laboring with you, and we will hopefully turn you on next time.